Hi guys, it is Krista Curry, your trauma-focused, licensed clinical mental health counselor. Listen, this is the Achilles Hill, a safe place for us to discuss and digest things that have happened to you, things that are a part of you that may cause your ultimate demise, or things that may cause you not to be as successful as you desire to be. Because what do we know about Achilles Hill? Achilles was an amazing Greek warrior who was indestructible, invincible, except for his Achilles heel. And this small part of his body ultimately led to his demise. You may know of athletes, of superstars who have ruptured or hurt their Achilles heel and it was a seizing ending injury. Listen, the same things goes for us. There are things with inside of us, our behaviors, the way we think, the way we respond, that are our Achilles heel. And unless we fix it, we are unable to fully walk in our destiny. So today I want to talk to you about trauma. Trauma is this really big word. Sometimes it can be like even this scary word that people just throw around, but we really don't know what it is. And sometimes it can actually be like misdefined. And so as a trauma therapist, this is like my vibe. This is what I love. This is what I work with clients all the time with is their experiences with trauma. Trauma can be remembered or it can be things that you don't remember. And so when I'm explaining trauma, I give this scenario, okay? So imagine yourself walking out of a store one day. And as soon as you walk out of a store, there is a man that is holding a gun. And he says, you better run or I'm going to shoot you. And so you start running, 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 running. And you look behind you and you see that he's chasing you. And you're like, wait a minute, like this wasn't supposed to happen. I was running because that's what I was supposed to do. But you mean to tell me you're running after me? And so you don't feel safe. You're running for your life. Everywhere you look, bushes behind cars, in valleys, maybe in buildings, nothing seems safe enough for you to stop. Nothing feels like it's going to protect you as much as running does. So you continue to run, continue to run. And next thing you know, you've been running for hours. And then you look back and you see the man isn't chasing you anymore. And so you're like, okay, well, how long have I been running without him chasing me? But even though he's not chasing you anymore, there's a little part in your brain that says we can't stop because what if he's somewhere and we don't see him? What if he's closer than we think? So in order to keep ourselves safe, we gotta keep running. So you're running, running, running. And next thing you know, you're running not just for hours, but you've been running for days. And you're running and you're tired and you're hungry and your clothes are worn. And somebody looks at you and says, hey, why are you running? There's no one chasing you. And you look at them and you say, but I don't know how close they are. And they say, but no one's chasing you. And you're like, I know, but but I forgot how to walk. That is what trauma is. It's running because you never felt safe, but you never feel safe enough to stop running. And then someone comes along and says, you don't have to run anymore. 
and you tell them, I forgot what life was like just to walk. And for some of you, you've been running for such a long time. You've been running to protect yourself for years. You've been running from a situation or a person that you forgot completely about. And you forgot how to walk. That is what trauma is. Trauma isn't just what happens to you. Trauma is what happens on the inside of you as a result of what happens to you. Because when trauma happens, when an unsafe situation occurs, we change. Our bodies change the way our neurological pathways and our brain, the way they work, they change, right? And we go from living a carefree life to living a life where we're always trying to make sure that we feel safe. And so every time you walk out of a store or every time you see someone running, or every time you walk by an alley or a building, it triggers you and you go back to remembering the time where you were running and felt unsafe. And I work with adults a lot who have engaged in trauma and a lot of them have had such significant experiences to where they don't exactly remember what happened to them that created this person who started to run, all they know is they no longer feel like they are safe or they are secure or no longer feel like they can find a place to rest because their body has adapted to the trigger, to the trauma that happened so many years ago. Right. And so it can show up in many ways. Trauma shows up in many ways as an adult, whether you remember your experience or if you don't, because just because you don't remember, it just doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Because sometimes some situations are so overwhelming to the body that the only way to keep us safe is to block out that memory of time. So I work with adults a lot where, you know, we're doing, um, just a a timeline of their life. And so they have like these gaps of time where they don't remember anything that happened. So for example, I can say, you know, tell me about your life in the third grade. And they remember nothing about the third grade, but they remember stuff about the second grade and they remember things about the fourth grade. So that kind of gives you an idea that something happened in the third grade that was pretty traumatic for you, that you were just unable to cope during that specific period of time. And even though you can't tell me exactly what happened in third grade, by telling, by letting me know and us talking about some symptoms and some behaviors that you have in as adult, we can kind of conclude maybe what happened to you as a third grader, right? And so what do these things look like? So people with trauma have um, pretty common symptoms, right? Some of these things include, um, they feel like they really can't enjoy 
the really good things that happen in their life, right? So say if they just had a baby, say if they just bought a house, say if they just got married, say if they just got a new job, say if something really, really amazing has happened in their life, they're really fearful of really enjoying the really good thing because they are fearful that it can be taken away from them, right? And they don't want to experience that heartbreaking disappointment, that devastating sadness that may occur if something is taken away from them. So they really kind of wrestle and do like these mental gymnastics of, you know, they really want to lean in into the good thing that has happened. But at the same time, there is just this overwhelming fear of, well, what happens if I lean in and it's taken away from me? right? So that's a very common symptom. Um, Another thing is they're really kind of afraid to be fully happy, to fully embrace joy, to really embrace like peace um, because of the same thing that we just mentioned. It's it's always like, is something else going to come around the corner that's going to turn my life upside down? What people often say is something like, um, um, if the if the wool is going to be removed from my eyes or if somebody's going to pull the rug from out under out from under me right that is a fear because they have experienced things in their life where someone came in or something happened that was really traumatic and it turned their life absolutely upside down because remember trauma isn't just what happens to us it's what happens inside of us as a result of what has happened so when we're going through a traumatic situation our brain goes into like overdrive with recording um so it records everything that's going on in this situation it records people it records colors it records times it records dates and so that's why some people If they have had a serious situation happen, like a loved one dies suddenly or a traumatic event happen, say for example, a traumatic event happened around 7.03 p.m., right? Our body keeps score. So around 7.03, they may start feeling really anxious or really sad because your body remembers that on February 13th at 7.05 p.m., this really bad situation happened And so when you look at the calendar and it's February 15th, or when you look at the clock and it's 7.05, your body remembers and it becomes triggered by that, right? Um, Another thing that people with trauma really struggle with is trusting, right? Trusting if people are genuine, trusting if people are worthy to be trusted, if they should invite them in their um, space. Because along the way, someone has created an environment where the person trusted them and they did something really, really bad that caused a significant amount of mistrust. And so this happens when um, there are family members who lie or deceive, when there are spouses who have an affair. Um, These things can be really, really traumatic. And as a result, it's really, really hard to trust yourself in a space where you really don't feel safe or you really feel like um, someone doesn't have your best interest at hand okay so trauma isn't just you know going to war or um being in an abusive relationship 
poverty in itself is traumatic, right? There are some studies that say poverty is more traumatic and has more long-term consequences than physical abuse does, right? Because when you um, experience poverty, that means that the caretakers who are responsible for you are unable to care for your concrete and physical needs. So as a child, you feel like you may have to detach yourself from your parents or your caregiver and go out and try to get these needs met on your own. That is pretty traumatic, not knowing um, if you're going to have lights on when you get home. Some children may not even know if they're going to be living in the same house when they get off the bus. That is a very common reality. Some children don't even know if they'll be able to eat when they get home. This is a very common reality. But we have to remember that these children grow up to be adults. So what does this look like as an adult? when you have dealt with poverty or lack of concrete needs when you um, are a child as an adult you may be a hoarder a hoarder of food right so you may find that you always have to have um, like canned goods or things in the freezer or you get really really anxious when your food supply gets below a certain amount or you get really really anxious if you're not able to pay your bill one time you get really anxious if your bank account um gets really low there are people who have dealt with poverty where they are hoarders of money which means they can have 10 million dollars in the bank and they still don't feel safe right they still are afraid of spending money on themselves because their past has shown them that your life can change at any minute if you don't have enough money. So in their mind, their mind has changed because of the trauma to say, okay, even though I have $10 million in the bank, what happens if I need $10 million and $1, right? I don't have that extra $1. So if I don't have that extra $1, then my life is going to be in complete shambles. And their brain says, you know, for example... I can't pay my water bill on time. So instead of a non-traumatic brain saying, oh, it's okay, I have another 30 days, the person who has had trauma, their brain says, oh, I can't pay my water bill on time. I'm going to be sleeping under a bridge tomorrow. That is literally how their brain functions because in their experience, that is kind of how life has happened right? Remember as children, we don't have the capacity to understand all of the external factors that go into um, parents not being able to care for us or situations where we may not always have our needs met. So we have to come up with our own conclusions. And a lot of times no one ever corrects the conclusions that these children create. And so they become adults who pretty much have this very, um, direct line between not having enough and being homeless because that is just how their brain has been wired as a result of the trauma okay another thing is that um people with trauma they are extremely self-reliant extremely especially if a lot of their trauma occurred during childhood They don't find it easy to ask for help 
and they don't find it easy to accept help, right? The world that they lived in made them feel like it was them versus the world. Or if they needed anything, they would have to be the ones to go and get it because no one who was supposed to be responsible or care for them was reliable. So as adults, they don't ask for help. They suffer in silence. They are the strong friend that everyone talks about. If they need any help, they're not going to tell nobody. They're going to go through it themselves. They may even, as they say, like, they may like go ghost for a while until they get everything situated, right? It's better for them to clam up, to seclude themselves and to be out in the open struggling. That is often something that people who have engaged or experienced trauma do. Um, so as you can see, trauma is very, very um, wide range and it has extremely lasting effects. And I work with a lot of people who have carried around trauma for an extremely long time and they don't realize that they um, have had a really tough traumatic past until they hear information like this. Because when you've lived in a traumatic household, an unhealthy household, when you've experienced trauma because you've adapted so well, you don't realize that what you're doing is unhealthy until someone gives you information like this or you hear information like this that makes you guess like, oh, this isn't how the world works. And it's like, no, this isn't how the world works. This is how you've adapted in order to survive, right? Because of your experiences, you had to evolve in order to survive. And this is just how you've done it. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there is a healthier and easier way, right? Just because you can't pay a bill on time doesn't mean you're gonna be homeless, right? And just because you've been running and running and running and had no safe space to land for decades doesn't mean you have to continue to run, right? You can learn how to walk again. You can learn to ask for help. You can learn to depend on people, right? You can learn to trust people, right? You don't have to become secluded and isolate yourself when life is getting really hard. But it does require work on your part to rewire your brain because your brain has changed as a result of the trauma and it's not your fault. Our brain does whatever it needs to, to do in order for us to be successful and evolve and survive. So my question to you as we end this podcast is, what are you doing that looks like running? Right? Are you controlling? Right? Are you strong or are you numb? right? Do you wear a mask? Are you less vulnerable? Do you control what people see? Do you control the person that people get? Right? Do you even remember why you started being numb? Do you remember why you started running? 
Do you even remember when you stopped being chased? These questions are going to require some time and a lot of thought, but they're necessary. Because they've worked for so long and they had to, but now you have the information that says there's a different and more healthier way. And as you answer these questions, I encourage you to even challenge yourself to say, what is my alternative? What can I do instead? And what does that require of me to do? This is the Achilles Hill Podcast. I thank you for joining. We will be back again with more information because listen, I want to guide you to your absolute best self. I want you to live life, but live it for real. Not with the mask, not because you've been running, not because you've evolved from this toxic, traumatic, unhealthy life that you had to live. I want you to be your authentic self, but it's going to require you healing your Achilles heel. I'll see you next time.